The Spin-Off Podcast Network. When the Facts Change is brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network in partnership with Kiwi Bank. The bank for Kiwi looking to get ahead in business and in life. A bank that delivers expertise and banking know-how, smart advice for business owners wanting to invest, grow their business or diversify. A bank that adapts with technology through the lens of its people and customers. It is a bank with heart that is driven by its purpose. Kiwi making Kiwi better off. Tēnā koutou katoa, ko Simon Day takuingoa. I am the commercial editorial director at The Spin-Off and the host of the bonus episodes of When the Facts Change, created in partnership with Kiwi Bank. The journey to owning a home in New Zealand and the process of securing a home loan can feel intimidating and complicated. It involves some pretty big conversations about where you're at financially and what your financial future looks like, often with a complete stranger. December 2021, the government made changes to the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act that were designed to protect borrowers, but had consequences that saw reports of people being rejected for lending because they had takeaways too often, too many streaming subscriptions, and even made regular savings and investing. In March, the Minister for Commerce and Consumer Affairs, David Parker, announced that the government plans to make further changes to the Triple CFA's Affordability and Suitability Regulations and Responsible Lending Code to help avoid these unintended outcomes. So, to understand where we're at with bank lending and what the changes are designed to achieve, I spoke to Joe Cooper, Kiwi Bank Mortgage and Area Manager, and Madeline Allen, Mobile Mortgage Manager for Kiwi Bank. We discuss the steps you need to take in order to be ready to apply for a home loan, some tips on how to get there, and why they think the dream of home ownership is still realistic for young New Zealanders. A quick note, the following discussion is intended as general information and should not be interpreted as financial advice. For how any of the topics covered could apply to you, please review your specific situation and financial requirements with a relevant professional. Kia ora Thank you for joining When the Facts Change. Joe, you've been in the, the field for a really long time. What do you do as a regional mortgage manager and how have you seen uh, the environment change for people trying to buy a home in New Zealand? So it's been just over 40 years in the industry and it's um, I'm the mortgage area manager for Kiwi Bank and in my current role, I'm embracing the development and the coaching of our people to um, learn about home loans, you know, how helping a customer provide the right information to get them to where they need to get to. A lot of these people that come to work for us in this day and age, they are highly experienced in their field, whether they be, uh, if it was previous in sales, um, they're analytical, and how do you bring both those elements together to ensure that they can use those expertise and their knowledge and provide that influence and the information to customers. Because it's a very personal uh, Very much so. The minute that you start talking about money and savings, people say, oh, you're crossing the line. Actually, it is their role to cross the line. It is their role, and it's just giving them the confidence and the encouragement to do that more and more. But as far as what have I seen in the industry, I can go way back to even my own personal situation, the first time I ever bought a house. And I bought a house... 20, you know, when I was in my early 20s, that house was one of the most expensive houses in the street. I was buying it for $91,000. 
If you think about back in the day of our parents, you know, they might have bought a house for £3,000, £2,000. We're talking about pounds and shillings. So not just the currency has changed over the years, the houses have changed, the types of houses we live in, where they are all located, the quarter acre section. You probably won't see a lot of that today. Infrastructure has changed in such a way that we've created, and if we look at um, Tamaki Makoto, which is very business orientated in the CBD, whether it's quiet at the moment or not, it's still the business environment. And people are looking more to go, do I really want to live in the suburbs? Do I want to live in the city? Do I want to live and live and work in my home? Do I want to live near where I work? So transportation. So all of those things have now, now a big factor. Whereas before, years ago, we might have caught one or two buses to get to where we needed to go to work, and nothing was a problem. Whereas today, we don't want to do a lot of that travelling. We want to. We want things easier. So we have to let people know, I think, that it's not always going to be easy to get to where you want to be and get to the house that you want, but we will get you there if you follow a path and a plan and set realistic goals. Madeline, I think Joe paints a really good picture of what's quite a mm. complicated environment now. And your role as a mobile mortgage manager is sort of helping people navigate through that, right? What does your job look like and, and what are you doing with uh, the people who are trying to move through and navigate that space into, into a home? That's exactly right. Um, our job is to simplify the process uh, and things that we do uh, take you right from the start to the finish of the home buying journey. And I guess the easiest way to start is come to see us from the beginning, whether you're ready to buy that house tomorrow or maybe in six months' time. Um, but the beginning really means the beginning, right? I can come to you and say, um, I've got $5,000 in savings, but I'm really motivated to buy a home. What, what do I need to be doing? What's next? Where, and where do I need to be? Exactly. Yes, we can... Uh, give you those small goals. Obviously, $5,000 perhaps needs to grow bigger. Um, but starting from the beginning, putting money aside, making those right decisions um, and having the pathway, knowing knowing where to go um, to get you into that home. And managing those expectations that Joe talked about as, as well, because I think that's really important, knowing that it might not be six months or a year, but that it is a possibility. Because I think a lot of young New Zealanders at the moment feel like home ownership might never be for them. Um, and I think with a little bit of guidance and a little bit of um, expertise, they can realise that there um, you know, is an opportunity down the road, especially with the way some of the um, changes to the market are, are working. A hundred percent. I definitely would not lose hope. There's always a way. Talking to an expert about the ways in, it might not be um, the house you want, your forever home straight away. Um, you need somewhere to start. And I guess our job is to guide you um, into the best way possible to get into the market, whether that's your your two-bedroom apartment or whether it's it's the house you're wanting. Getting in is the important thing, yes. How does a mobile uh, mortgage manager differ in the work that a mortgage advisor would offer? A mobile mortgage manager generally will work for a particular bank. Uh, they will advise on the products and services offered by that particular bank. 
a mortgage broker or a mortgage advisor, they have access to often multiple banks, sometimes what we'd call second tier lenders, which are a little bit different. Um, but the overarching process, information that you need to provide and generally, at a very general level, outcome is reasonably similar. I did feel like the way I used my mortgage advisor was sort of logistical, whereas um, the things I've learned from from talking to you in the last few days has been it's a more holistic um, sort of service that you offer with uh, that end-to-end expertise. Is that... Is that that's something that you do provide, right? I think so, yes. I think it can look like with all the noise out there at the moment that there's a blanket approach. Um, I've had someone come to me and say, am I right, I can't get a mortgage because I've only just started my new job? When really they've worked in the industry for five years, they've just changed to a new company. Uh, that was definitely not the case. They didn't have to wait six months of this new job, um, which is why we're here to help you and navigate the best way into that loan. We're looking for ways to give you the loan rather than ways um, to prevent you from having it. See, I think that's a, a narrative that we don't often see, especially with the new rules and that noise that's happening. Uh, the way it's been portrayed is that banks are looking for every reason they can possibly find to reject uh, mortgage applications. And those changes and requirements for getting a mortgage have become uh, quite confronting, especially from uh, December last year, where you know there were lots of stories around um, you know some pretty messy moments with things like Uber Eats and Netflix and either even regular investing um, popping up as red flags that resulted in people getting bounced for their mortgage approval. Um, earlier this month, the government announced further potential tweaks to the CCCFA's affordability and suitability regulations. Where are we at at the moment, Joe? And what is the purpose of some of these rules? Because I think a lot of um, people who are looking to get a mortgage feel like they're quite arbitrary and um, draconian. Years ago, you think you walk into a branch, speak to the branch manager, and they ask you for a lot of information and evidence that needed to support the income that you had or where it was coming from. Along the way, we've made things easier, and now we've gone. it's like we've gone back to the information that you need today is a lot of like what it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. If you think about the information that you actually provide or are required to provide, we're looking to ensure that if we're going to loan you money for a purpose of, in this scenario, purchasing a house or building a house or even refinancing or even topping up, that we're not putting you in a situation where you're going to end up in financial financial stress. We want you to also be able to have a life after you've met your obligation to your mortgage repayments. So to get the information that you have with our bank, you've more than likely got a connection with another bank as well. So we want to be able to see that. it's not We're not trying to be detrimental. We're not trying to you know, ask for, for more than anyone else is asking for. We're just wanting to make sure that what, whatever financial product or service we put you in, that you have got that opportunity to, t- to get it approved and, more importantly, to be able to sustain the repayments longevity. So asking for a lot more information gives us even a better guideline around, at the same token, if you're going to be buying a house and repaying a house, can you save at the same time? If you've got all some short-term exposures out there, are you better to 
reduce those or even clear them so that when you have a home loan, it's like one debt, one repayment. And there is, you can sleep at night as opposed to waking up the next morning and thinking, I've got my mortgage to pay, I've got this card to pay, I've got this to pay, I've got this to pay. So having a very, very good focus on your budget, have a very good focus on on that one repayment. If it means that you, with all of your savings, that you are using that now to pay off your short-term debt and you're starting to save again, and only focusing on that long-term goal or that short-term goal or the medium-term goal to get you into that home, then to me that's the focus. So it's about having that, holistic picture of what your financial situation looks like and ensuring mm. that um, when people take on what is is a big burden, you know? Absolutely. Borrowing a million dollars is is not the same as... Uh, Back in the day at $91,000. Exactly. You know, today it is a bigger debt. And, and that can feel um, quite heavy. Mm. So the, these rules are designed to make sure that we can do it, right? They are. Do you think we've got a little bit of a better balance now with the I, th- I think so. If I look at when we, we started gathering all the information, when we were informed of the information that we were going to have to review and have to ask customers for, I think anything that you learn new can seem overwhelming. But when you break it down into, and I break it down into units or buckets and go, actually, I'll learn this piece become proficient at it, make sure I can have a really good, robust conversation with the customer, feel confident in the information that I'm asking for, as if I'm asking for it for myself, and then demonstrate a way where it's not over, it's not as overwhelming as you actually think. What we're trying to do here is, can you afford the house? Do you need to save more? Demonstrate that by saving more or having a bigger deposit is going to get you potentially into even maybe the house that you were looking at today, maybe it's a different house tomorrow as a result of talking to those experts and then providing you with information. How can you save? If you were to, you know, look at what you spend, that is not a fixed commitment on a weekly or fortnightly or monthly basis. Is it better then to put that towards into your savings so that you get to that house that, you know, maybe, maybe in some situations that dream house is an opportunity. It is closer than you think. When the Facts Change is brought to you in partnership with KiwiBank to help you understand the issues affecting the economy. And that's what their team of experts is here to do too. Here's KiwiBank economist Sabrina Delgado on what's happening with the labour market in Aotearoa. Our slowing economy gives way to higher unemployment, and we're seeing tightness in the labour market quickly abating. Both the recovery on the supply side, with our surging migration, boosting labour supply, and loosening some very tight labour market conditions. But now a stronger narrative is coming through. As consumer demand cools, so too is the demand for labour. Firms are no longer hiring with the same gusto. Already, unemployment has started to lift from record lows, and we expect that to continue throughout 2024. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to stay up to date with detailed economic analysis and forecasts from Sabrina and other KiwiBank experts. They take big issues from both here and overseas and make them relevant to Kiwi businesses. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. 
copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited, and of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. When I worked with my mortgage advisor, I found some of the initial experience quite confronting because New Zealanders aren't great about talking about money. It's It can be quite a big uh, barrier for, for many of us. And I think some of the most intimate financial conversations I've had uh, with anyone was uh, my mortgage advisor, who was a complete stranger to me. Um, you know, he, he, he needed to know my salary. He needed to know about my debt. Uh, I had to tell him about you know how much money I was spending on Ponsonby Road on the weekends. This was a this was a few years ago when I lived on Franklin Road and <laughs> led a very different life, um, and and that felt confronting because I don't think I often actually sat down and thought about um, my ingoings and outgoings and compound mm. interest on my credit <laughs> card, mm. and it was actually a really powerful experience in the end. Is that what you, those sort of conversations, Madeline, are you looking, what sort of information do you need people to be bringing to the table? And are they quite open and, and honest and revealing and people walk away feeling like, oh, okay, so there are some changes that I need to make if I do want to realize this different type of dream to, um, you know, big Friday nights every weekend. Yes, and you are so right. I feel like you give your mortgage advisor or mobile mortgage manager more information about what's going on in your life and, and what you're up to and what your plans are for the future than you would the majority of your close friends. Um, we need, I guess the home loan application process is a really good chance to sit down and, as you say, look at what's coming in, what's going out. And are there sort of not only is there room for me to take on a mortgage, but also is there room for me to tighten up elsewhere? Um, we're looking at things like, obviously, your income, um, your salaries, are you self-employed? Will you share your house with flatmates? Um, your expenses, what's going out? Do you need all seven television streaming services? Could you just have the one or two? Um, your assets, Generally, when you're a first-time buyer, your deposit and what's that, what that's made up of, uh, that would be KiwiSaver, your savings, and then, of course, your liabilities, which ideally are small or non-existent. What's but a liability look this like? This is personal loans, credit cards, um, buy now, pay later, how often or do you use those? They're all part of the conversation, um, but that's why we're here to let you know how they're going to impact your application and what you might need to do to make it look a little more attractive to a lender. Because small sacrifices can make a big difference, right? Massive, yes. Yeah. What are you, some of your um, favourite pieces of uh, practical advice to to people who are looking to both tighten up and then and, and grow uh, their deposit and, and potential savings as well. Cara Tate, um, our, our close friend at Kiwi Bank, gave me a really good one. It's to have only one 
uh, television streaming service per month because there are no joining fees anymore. You can just binge all on one uh, provider and then have a jam on the next one the next month and and go, you know, Neon, Netflix, Amazon. And I thought that was really clever. Yeah, you can't watch them all at the same time, and exactly. I think that's a great idea. Another thing would be if you're a first-home buyer, what's the harm in upping how much you put in your KiwiSaver? You're going to use that to buy your first house. It's going to come to you and help you with that. Um, so why not take it from your pay before you see it? It's in the invisible savings that um, happens without you really knowing and is, is quite powerful that way. Totally. And another thing I used to do is, you know, you pick up a bill for a group of people at a restaurant or you go out for dinner with your friends um, and you do the classic, you know, can you all give me this much back? I'd give them my savings account and that would, that actually really helped. It would just slowly trickle in and, yeah, it, that was helpful. We are in an environment where getting into your first home especially, um, isn't always easy. On this podcast in particular, Bernard Hickey has um, lamented uh, the home ownership dream and, and how it's ended for, for many New Zealand, how it might have ended for many uh, young New Zealanders. Do you think parts of the way the housing market is changing and especially the changes in, in things like, you know, moving from the quarter acre dream to an apartment or a, a, a townhouse and the rise in those developments are changing that potential opportunity for, for young New Zealanders? Do I believe personally in that whole statement of personally no, because if you focus on that, you're never going to get to your dream. In Bernard's statement in of that, Bernard's, that's never going to happen. Yeah. I think it's more around, um, you know, keeping focused and keeping those savings going and, and ensuring that you have those deposits. The landscape of any um, development or housing environment is, is changing and it's spreading out. Infrastructure is, in some cases, n not readily available to where to, to get people to connect to their, where they work. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of you know focus on that as well at the moment. So people are thinking, oh, it's too hard, um, or you know, I'm never going to, I can't get a property in Auckland. So sometimes it's about thinking outside of Auckland. And have you got an employer that potentially can even give you an opportunity to work outside of there? And talking to them as well, let them know that you you know, hey, I'm I'm on a savings journey here. I'm on I'm, I'm on a pathway to you know hopefully get an opportunity to buy my own home one day. And I think the more that they focus on things like that, as opposed to continuously listening to um, some statements that are going to prevent them from getting there, focus on statements that are going to help you get there. And I look at Madeline here and I go, this is a young woman in her 20s with a, with a partner who did everything right and, and travelled overseas and came back and focused on, on saving and tightening up their belts working together with a, with each other on a on a stringent budget but got them to where they are today and you know I look at that and I go you know she can she can reflect back one day and be proud of how hard she worked to get to where she got to I look at other young people and I've got you know a, a really good scenario in fact it's actually a personal one where a young man asked for a, our daughter's hand in marriage the first thing I said to him is what are you paying off? And he was open enough. I mean, that's not what he was expecting to hear from me. I said, what are you paying off? He told us, honest and openly. And I said, right, what are your dream goals for you and our daughter? And he said, well, we'd like to buy a house, but we'd also like to travel. I said, then you're going to go on a tight budget. 
but you need to remove debt to get there. They did that in two years. They saved for their own wedding with very little contribution uh, from myself and my husband. We made no contribution to their purchase of their first home, and we certainly made no contribution to their travelling away, but they stuck to a stringent and diligent budget. And I would encourage anyone, if they want to get to the housing environment, that's what they need to do, think first. And did you give your blessing to him to marry your daughter? Yes, I did. Actually, <laughs> can I just say, they have just literally last week ticked over 10 years in marriage. And on the 10th of the next month, they finally move into their dream home. So it's taken, this is their third home, and it's taken them 10 years to get to where they want to get. So it's not about the here and now sometimes. It is about identifying is Auckland in the environment? Don't get me wrong, we all we all love, the majority of us love Tamaki Makoto. It's in our way to it, it's who we are. But is going to the outskirts uh, somewhere else going to get you where you want to be and eventually get back to where you want to be? If you think about how you, you mentioned before, it's about coming home, going to those places about coming home. Sometimes coming home is going to take time. I think it's really interesting to hear um, those examples because so often we see in the media, you know, I bought my fifth house by 25, you know, what are the rest of you doing out there? But there is, you know, in the third paragraph, it's, um, you know, Leon borrowed heaps of money off his mum. And that's not always available to people. To, so to hear about, you know, your daughter, to know your um, story, Madeline, I think is, is really powerful because owning a home is a... Um, is an empowering opportunity, right? Do you do you see that when you're working um, with your clients, Madeline, the way that you're um, facilitating these steps forward in their life? Definitely, it's it's a really rewarding time of your life purchasing a house, um, and I think times are definitely changing. But there's definitely hope. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, it used to be the quarter acre section and don't get me wrong I'm from the Wadarapa I would love a few acres but I have 120 square meters instead and um, you've just got to get you know you have to start somewhere and yeah I think that's um, the most important thing manage your expectations and don't go for the the I want the quarter acre section now start small and go from there. I think a lot of what we've talked about today is, is a really interesting idea into changing um, mindsets mm. in both the way we mm. talk about money, uh, the way we talk about it, uh, home ownership being a journey, um, and the way we talk about our expectations of what um, our sort of living circumstances might look like. Mm. Uh, and I think it's a really important thing to consider much earlier on in our lives. Like I literally didn't start properly thinking about um, the savings I was trying to make and the income, incoming and outgoings until I had that conversation with my mortgage broker. And I think we as New Zealanders need to be having those conversations with our children, uh, with our friends, um, with ourselves and with our partners much, mm. much earlier. I, I have to agree because, and I know that you and I have had this conversation over the last couple of days, and I look at way back in the day, you know, we had those little money boxes when we first started school and we came home. We did a little job, whether it was, you know, we dried the spoons, you know, or, or the forks, or we, dro we, we dried the, the, 
pot lids to, when we were doing the dishes and we got paid little pocket money. Why why are we not going back to those behaviours? Because they are they are inbred in us and, you know, we've I don't know, have we lost the art of sharing how fun that is about that little bank book coming home after school and looking at that, you know, that penny or that 20 cents or the 50 cents and all of a sudden it starts growing. And there's, it, it's really exciting and you go, you know, our mukapuna are you know, we need to get them into that space now. You know, I'm seeing it come back in a really big way, especially with what uh, the digital environment offers and um, the the ease of actually, you know, I can pull my phone out now, both look at how much money I've spent this week, but, you know, look at my Sharesies account, for example. Yeah. Um, and I think the visibility of our savings and of our spending is, is more present than ever. And I do think there's... Um, a lot of really valuable resources now that are encouraging people to think totally. about their, um, their money situation more, whether it's Instagram accounts, uh, online digital tools, or, and lots and lots of podcasts as yeah, well. Yeah, we have, we have Banker. So, um, and Banker is a, uh, you know, it's online and it, it teaches the young um, how the really to. Really? Exactly. We're talking about young children in primary schools today, taking them through the banker journey where it's, you know, it's this money, it's this environment where they can buy and sell and property and get into their next dream home and their investment property. And I look at that and go, that is exactly the same conversation you would have had years ago about savings. It's the same conversation that you would have had as you're learning about money going through your your schooling years, but now we've got it in a digital footprint for our young people because that's how they operate, you know. And I think that that is one of the greatest tools that, you know, I, I love talking about banker. I think that having that as as a suite with Kiwi Bank, I'm something to be very proud of. Kendall Flutie's really, really cool. Oh, I met Tiaro had to hear, you know. I think that's a really good spot to end and the fact that there is this um, really powerful sense of hope um, that both of you provide and the knowledge that it's not um, sort of just hope floating around in the wind. There are tools and, and people like the two of you that are, are really dedicated to helping New Zealanders um, do the things they need to do to get the knowledge that they need to to stay, take these steps forward to what is a um, really amazing opportunity in, in, in home ownership. So thank you both for joining When the Facts Change today. I really appreciate your time and, and knowledge. Mm. Kakite, we're absolutely. Thanks, Simon. Yeah, oh, Simon, thank you for the invite. Kia ora koura, kakite. When the Facts Change was brought to you by the Spin Off Podcast Network, together with KiwiBank. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to find out how KiwiBank. I'm making Kiwi better off. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.